What's going on, everybody? I would like to say hello and welcome to another episode of the No BS Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Jordan Pierce. And our guest today, man, is somebody um, that I've known pretty much all my life. Like, at least, well, for the most part of my life, I guess you could say. I went to, <laughs> went to school with her, um, uh, high school with her, also graduated with her. I've always been in, like, my kind of my my uh close circle of friends uh for the most part uh throughout the years um always had that uh kind of that thing that you kind of you knew she was going to do something with her life you know what i mean like you knew she wasn't gonna be a failure if all else fails like you just knew that she kind of had that type of vibe to her i guess you can say um so yeah man first female on the podcast i'm super excited about it um she's gonna set the tone for the rest of the females to come um super super excited about what she's doing um yeah man we about to get into it so without further ado miss tatiana davidson how are you today what's up what's up y'all that couldn't have been a better introduction jordan um and now that i sit and think about it 20 years of friendship it's crazy how fast time has flown um i didn't even think about it until just now but I'm doing fine. Everything is going really well. Um, how about yourself? Also, being the first girl on the podcast, wow, the pressure is definitely on. I'm good. Can't complain. Just trying to follow this path that God laid out for me, trying to fill my purpose. Um, but I ain't going to hold you too long. I know you're a busy, busy woman. So um, let's get right into it. Why don't you start off by telling people um, a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're trying to accomplish at the moment um, in your life. Okay, so hi everyone. I am Tatiana Davidson and just a little bit of background about me. I am currently a graduate student at Stockton University pursuing a degree in occupational therapy. And before anyone's like, well, what is occupational therapy? So occupational therapy is similar to physical therapy. We just take into account the entire person. So when I say entire, we take into account their psychological being, if they have any physical disabilities, and we can work with anyone throughout the lifespan. And by lifespan, I mean from birth all the way until death. So um, the variety of the population is huge. We can work with anybody. We can work in schools. We can work in hospitals. We can work in mental health facilities, you name it, outpatient facilities. So we also deal with physical disabilities, but um, we tie in that occupation-based, which is what separates us from physical therapy. So when I say occupation, I don't necessarily mean work, but um, I'm talking about the things that we choose to do in our everyday life. So if a person finds something meaningful that they want to do, we help them to be able to do that. And, um, you know, depending on the limitations that they have, so they can have a severe, um, you know, injury or they could have had a stroke or spinal cord injury or even down to the kiddos, such as cerebral palsy or autism. We create goals for um, these individuals to be able to live their life the best way that they can. And um, it's client centered. So when I say client, that's the person. So it's client centered. So it's whatever they want to do, whatever they need to do within their everyday life. And that's why it's called occupational therapy. And I'm, I can talk about this all day because it's just something that I'm so passionate about. 
when I was younger, I always knew I wanted to help people. I'm like, I, you know, when they ask you, well, what do you want to do in life? And I'm like, oh, I just want to be a teacher. I started off wanting to be a teacher and then, you know, switched to wanting to be a nurse. And I fell in love with the um, healthcare, the medical field. I'm like, yes, this is where I want to be. So originally I went off to college wanting to be a nurse. So when I get to school, I, well, when I get to college, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a nurse. This is what I want to do. But I went to like this information session on campus and I'm like, and it was about therapy. And I'm like, hmm, I could see myself doing that. I knew I just didn't want to push a med cart around. You know, I wanted to help people have that quality of life. So I started out, I'm like, okay, well, I want to be a physical therapist. But then when I really looked into it, I'm like, I think I want to be an occupational therapist because not saying that physical therapists aren't great. They're wonderful, but occupational therapy ties into that, um, that client centered. So it's about the client and what they want to do and need to do within their life. That's most meaningful to them. And I feel like I would appreciate that more. So yeah, so like I said, I could talk about it all day. So that's what I'm in school for. I'm in my last year. Um, I get pins in April and I have a white coat ceremony. So Six and a half years. I'm almost there. I'm almost done. Okay. And I'm also a mom. So I have a five-year-old son, Ronald the Fourth, who means the absolute world to me. Um, I'm so obsessed with him. And um, he's been with me throughout most of this journey. Like I said, I've been in school for almost six and a half years. And he's five. So my sophomore year of college, living on campus, um, was when... I was walking around campus pregnant with him and not knowing, by the way. And I also, I reached, in this past August, I reached four years um, at my current employer, which is a rehab hospital. So I've been there while I've been in school. I had other little gigs as well. Like I worked at Victoria's Secret for a little bit, but um, I wanted to have as much medical experience and healthcare background so at the rehab hospital I'm able to you know expand my wings and soak in all of the information because you know these are the people that eventually me as a therapist I would be seeing if I chose to work in an inpatient rehab setting so yeah that's just a little bit about me I could talk about me all day but I won't because this is for Jordan and his podcast so yeah Nah, I love it. I love it. It's good. It's good. Just um, if you if you ever feel like you ran, don't ever feel like you rambling or nothing. Um, like this is that, uh, this is the reason why I'm doing the podcast. Um, it's not just for me. It's just to help that little girl that might be in your shoes or or boy. You know what I mean? But mostly for the females in this one. Um, it's for that little girl that might be in your shoes or might um be in a similar situation that may think that uh their life is over just due to a life-changing moment and i happen to believe that the most um or the biggest life-changing moment is having a child so um that's kind of what it's for and you never know you you say something about uh occupational therapy that might spark somebody into wanting to become an occupational therapist or if you say something just about like you talking about yourself you might spark something in somebody saying hey well i see that in me as well and i can go and do a big thing so um 
Definitely. Uh, like I said, that's the reason why this, this I'm doing a podcast just to um, per, get your message out there. Because I believe the, the well, your story, I should say, I believe your story is something that could inspire and will inspire um, a lot of females out there and a lot of young females at that. So um, first of all, I'm glad that you explained occupational therapy because I had an idea of what it was. Um, but I had like, I ain't gonna lie. I had, like, I didn't know went that deep into it. So, um, that was definitely gonna be my next question. No one knows what occupational therapy is. It's funny because till this day, um, we kind of have to advocate for our profession. Um, it's been around for a very long time, believe it or not, but people just don't know what it is. And I think the name occupational is what throw people off. Like, oh, well, do you help people get jobs? Uh, no, not really. So I think that's what throws people off the most because like within the occupational therapy roots, occupation isn't considered a job necessarily. It's considered the things that you choose to do in your everyday life, you know? So I think that's why it kind of throws people off and they don't really know what an occupational therapist is. I always say like, you know what a speech therapist is? Do you know what a physical therapist is? We work very closely related to those two professions. So that's dope. Um, but you said in, in there that you, you made a switch from you want to be a teacher to wanting to be a nurse or like enter the medical field. Uh, what made that switch or do you remember, um, making that switch? What made the switch and what confirmed it? So after you did say, okay, you know, I don't want to be a teacher no more. I want to be a, a nurse. What confirmed that? Um, there wasn't really no big reason for that. Um, I just think that I started to learn what a nurse was and what nurses did for people and what they do. Um, that's what kind of geared me to want to wanting to do nursing and then wanting to work into the medical field. But it wasn't no really big reason why I didn't want to be a teacher. You know, like it's just like another profession came about that, you know, I learned and then I'm like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I can do nursing. And that's how that's how it went. It really wasn't no like big reason or significant reason for me to want to switch from one to the other. I still think teachers are amazing and what they do for students are is amazing. But um yeah, I just wanted to go into the medical field because I also wanted that job security. Um, you know, I feel like sadly to say and to use this in a sense, but people are always going to be sick. People are going to get injured. People are, are always going to need help. And I just feel like the healthcare field, you are guaranteed a job, you know, no matter what across the board, across the spectrum from nurses to doctors to therapists to CNAs to pharmacists to transportation everything you know all of that falls within the healthcare system so that's the only reason why um I can say that I switched from wanting to be a teacher to a nurse is just that job security because teachers you know you got to get tenured and then you have to before you're tenured then you have to like bounce from school to school each year 
And, you know, it's just a lot that comes with it. Then, you know, your salary based and then some schools don't pay as well. And then the state um, makes budget cuts for certain schools. So I didn't just didn't want to have to deal with all of that. You know, I just wanted to take a, a, a better route, should I say, for me anyway. All right. So before we get into um, pretty much everything, how life is right now, so like that, um, let's take a step back. Take me back to um, take me back to young Toddy. Take me back to uh, like um, freshman. Oh, you can do freshman year. Take me back to like freshman year high school, Tatiana. What did um, what were we fifteen, sixteen, maybe? Uh, what did you? What were your goals back then? What did you want to do uh, when you grew up, like after graduation? Okay, so taking it back 10 years, the 15-year-old Tatiana, um, I think my goals back then were very similar to my goals today. Maybe my goals today and right now are just a little bit tweaked because I'm a little bit older and I'm a little bit more mature and I'm also more realistic. And when you go through life and you go through things and sometimes you hit those roadblocks, sometimes you have to jump over those obstacles and go through those loops. But for the most part, my goals have been very concrete. Um, so back to the 15 year old me, I, um, wanted to be a nurse. I knew I wanted to work into the medical field. And that's kind of the track that I've been on ever since. Um, you know, I took science classes, math courses, anything that I knew that would be beneficial for me for when I got to the point of going off to college. So, um, yeah, up until like my senior year, I knew that I wanted to be a nurse. So that kind of was like my main goal. As far as like the little goals in between, um, I can't really say that I remember those goals, um, but I know my big goals was definitely to go off to college. I always knew I wanted to go off to college, um, and then I also knew I wanted to be a nurse. So those were the two main things that I wanted to do um, once senior year came and I was approaching graduation. Um and I, I've always been very, for the most part, very mature for my age. And um, school wasn't one thing that I would play about. So I always loved school ever since a little girl. I remember um, being sick and crying to my parents because I didn't want to stay home. I wanted to go to school. So, and this is going back way, you know, when I was like five, six years old. And that memory still sticks in my mind today because here I am currently a graduate student. And I'm like, you know, school ain't, isn't for everybody and that's okay. But I feel like society place this um, stigma on you have to go to school in order to be successful. And that doesn't always work for everyone. School works for me. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, well, school, that that's my niche. You know, I like to learn. And um, I know that for my plan, in order to help people the way that I want to, I knew that I would have to go off to a four-year school um, did I think that I would approach grad school? Honestly, no, because I, like I said, I originally started off wanting to be a nurse. So I was just going to go to school for the four years, get my BSN. 
and let that be that. But because once my freshman year in college um, came around and I got exposed to the therapy world, that's when I switched from nursing to therapy. And um, you need a master's degree or a doctorate degree in order to um, work out into the field. So here I am. You know, and the 15 year old me, you know, I'm, I'm proud of her because she helped mold me to who I am today. I was focused. Um, I remained true to myself, to my goals, to what I wanted to do in this life. And, um, I'm very, I'm very proud because, um, you know, I can say that it all worked out and it may have not worked out the way that I envisioned it to or I planned because I thought it would just be a walk in a park or park or easy breezy and it hasn't been that you know and to say that I've made it this far and it's like I keep talking about the time like I just can't believe that was 10 years ago you know and I can't believe that time is just flying and that's also another thing that I'm I'm very um very particular about is time because time can get away and you know for one moment if I think like dag like I'm so stressed out this is so overwhelming and then I just go back to thinking about why I started and also I'm like well what else would I be doing if I wasn't doing this if I wasn't in school what else would I be doing you know and I'm not the kind of person I'm not like artsy and so like I, I need like a black and white plan. Like I can't just be like, okay, well, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do this. If this doesn't work out, I'll do that. That's why I make myself a concrete plan and I try to stick to it as best as I can. And um like I said, again, now I'm here, you know, almost six and a half years later and I'll be 26 with my master's degree. So, um yeah, the 15 year old me. I'm proud of her because she helped me to become who I am today. Yo, y'all hear that little slight flex she threw at the end? That I'm going to be 26 with a master's degree. Y'all hear that? (laughs) Yo, that's what's up, though. Flex on them. Um, Do your thing. But... I like the fact that you were so concrete in your your plan um, because a lot of people... um, a lot of people pretty much either don't know what they want to do or they change their plan so much that they wind up not doing anything. Um, I know a few people like that, um, that just switch from thing to thing to thing. I was one of those people at one time, uh, that just switched from like one month. I'll be trying to do this another month. You know what I mean? I, and graduating high school, I never knew what I wanted to do. I mean, technically you could say, yeah, I put, I wanted to be a forensic accountant on everything, but to be honest, I don't remember why I chose it. And, I couldn't tell you what a forensic accountant does or is at the moment. I would have to like Google it. So that lets you know, I just chose some bullshit and tried to, you know what I mean? Put that on and go to college with that. But, um, that didn't work. So, but it's not about me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. And you kept that, um, that plan, even though like you slightly tweaked it by changing from being a nurse to, uh, being an occupational therapist. Um, I, I think that's still, in the same field, you know what I mean? It's still in like the medical field. It's like that you're still helping people in like similar fashion. Um, so that's kind of dope. Cause I mean, I'm sure you know people just like I know people that went to college and even just in college, just in those few years, they changed their major like three or four times. So, um, I think it's kind of dope that you, you kept it so concrete. And also side note about, um, 
uh, you saying you remember like crying or something like that because you couldn't go to school or something because you were sick. Um, my mom swears up and down that I cried because I got like a B in on like a test or in like a class or something like that. I don't remember that shit at all, but she swears up and down that that happened. So, um, yeah, like school was easy to me. I guess I was passionate about it at a young age, but as I grew older, I just looked at it as something that I could use to, um, play sports. You know what I mean? I know you, the better, the better your GPA was. I used the fact that school was easy to me to like my advantage to say, all right, what well, the better my GPA is and, um, me being uh, halfway decent at least at a sport um, and work on my craft, I could it betters my chances. You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of interesting that uh, you were passionate about school, kind of like the whole way through. Because a lot of people lose that passion, uh, or even say people that had that passion in high school, they might lose it in college. Uh, so I also think that's dope. Um, now let's kind of get into um, uh, let's kind of get into your college years. So. Uh, you're in college. I think you said sophomore year. You have your son. And this is kind of like what I really, really wanted to get into because I know for me, my mom had me her junior year of college. She was at Dell State. She played softball at Dell State and stuff. Um, I don't know if she was playing softball at the time. Well, I was born in December, so she probably wasn't. But, um, uh, maybe she found out during the season. I don't know. But anyway, regardless, um, I don't know the full story behind it, but she had me. Uh, her junior year and my mom wind up not finishing like I don't know how that happened I don't know if she like finished a semester since I was born in December so she probably could have you know what I mean finished that semester but regardless she had a couple semesters left to go until she you know what I mean got her degree but she wound up not finishing so um this, this is kind of another reason why like your story is like like inspiring at least to me because like I don't know too many people that that have kids in college that just like don't skip a beat you know what i mean like <laughs> just all right yep had a son or had a daughter and boom life goes on i'm i'm gonna do my thing i'm gonna get this degree and not only did you get your degree like you kept you like you went back you're a graduate student now so that's like big time so talk about that like what made you keep going like what was the motivation behind it and like talk about the process uh did you have like people doubting you did you doubt yourself like uh how was that time? No, matter of fact, answer this first. Um, like describe the moment you found out. Like you ain't got to go into full detail, but as far as like your life and your plan and how you want to pursue things, um, did it change in that moment? Like, answer yeah, answer that one first, and then go back to the other questions, and that'd be dope. Ah, I knew this question was coming. I knew you were about to ask this. Um, okay, so you asked so many questions in like one little thing where do I start the moment that I found out I was pregnant so the moment I found out I was pregnant like it didn't hit me right then and there it hit me once I gave birth and they laid my baby on me he was crying and they laid him on my chest and immediately he stopped crying so it was skin to skin contact and he immediately stopped crying and I bawled my eyes out because at that moment like I'm somebody's mother like he depended on me so I guess you know as he was going through the birth canal you know all babies usually come out crying because it's I'm not going to say it's traumatic for them but you know they kind of just don't know what's going on they're like in shock or whatever and um 
Yeah, so when as soon as they laid him on me and he felt my one, my heartbeat and two, skin to skin contact, he immediately stopped crying. And I started crying like because I'm like, oh, my goodness, like this is like it's crazy. So um, because I didn't expect him to do that, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. So at that moment was when I realized like, okay, like I can't let him down and I'm a mother. So and. I had a very pretty easy pregnancy. Um, when you hear people talk about their pregnancies, you, it's like horror stories. You never hear good things. So, um, me, I can honestly say like I was normal for like the whole nine months. I was pretty normal. Um, I didn't get your like swollen feet or back pain. None of that. I was like completely normal. I also was 19 and pregnant. So that could be it. I had age on my side. So everything was normal. You know, even my labor and delivery, I was in labor for 19 hours. And that was rough only because I was exhausted and I was tired and I was hungry. But um I wouldn't change the experience for the world. I wouldn't change, you know, anything about that because things happen for a reason. And sometimes we allow certain lessons that need to be learned bog us down and get us down. And then you start having self-doubt. And then you're like, you know, looking at life in a negative light. And I truly believe that when you have a positive mindset, you know, and you turn those bad into good and you start seeing things in a different way, you start living a positive life and, and good things start happening um for you. So... I and I I just always was such a positive person like I'm like okay well I'm about to be a mom and don't get me wrong I I never had any self-doubt I never had any self-doubt um but I had some family members kind of doubted me because I was young I also wasn't married when I conceived me and my boyfriend had been together for a year and a half prior to me having my child so when by the time we had our son we were two two years in two and a half years in by then so um we got together my senior year and then my sophomore year was when I got pregnant and then my junior year in college was when I actually had well that August before my junior year so yeah two and a half years so um when you get you know the old school family members and we're not married and he's also two years younger than me so I was a sophomore in college he was a senior in high school but when we got together I was a senior in high school so like all of that like oh he's still young he's not ready you're gonna be a single mom you're gonna you know I'm I have all this going on and it did get me upset because I'm like now why would you say something like that like I get that you know you kind of want to give the best advice but it don't tell someone the negatives because you don't know how things can play out or you don't know God's plan for their life. So don't get don't, you know, try to trying to map someone else's life out based on what you done seen other people been through or yourself been through, you know, feed that person some positivity. Like, listen, I know you're young. I know, you know, you guys are about to have a baby together, but you know, feet, and and that's where it comes when you want to break generational curses. You know, like people are just so like 
negative nancy's when it comes down to the younger generations conceiving and not married but times have changed completely and not saying that i didn't want marriage before a child because i did but things also happen and things also happen for a reason and if god if that wasn't god's plan to make me a young mom then i was going with it you know? i really didn't have any kind of doubt like i didn't have any self-doubt but um I knew that I had to prove these people wrong. And also I knew that I wanted the better a better life for me and my kid. So what I did was um made it happen. I stuck to my plan still. So he was born in August and I took the fall semester off. So September through December I took off and um I basically was a stay-at-home mom and then ends up getting a job, a you know, a job at Victoria's Secret. And then I went back to school um, because retail is like the best job to have while you're in school because they work around your schedule. So like I was able to work weekends. I was able to work after school. So it just worked perfectly for me. And then I ended up um, working at the rehab that I've been at for four years now. But I just knew that I had to stick to my plan. So and that's what I did. And I couldn't have done it without my wonderful support system. So my mom was my son, basically my son's nanny for the first year. And then um, the second year, it was between my mom and then my boyfriend's dad. So my son's grandpa grandfather. So between them two, they watched um, my son for me. And while I went to school, his dad was in school. So it just worked out perfectly for us. And well, we made it work, should I say. And my mom, as a mother, and me being her child, she did what she had to do for me. Well, I'm sorry, she did what she felt like she had to do for me because she knew that I wanted to finish school and also for her grandson, which is her first grandchild. So she did that for the both of us. She, you know, she's amazing. She's superwoman. And um till this day, like, she's a wonderful, you know, she's always been in my corner. And she's just a wonderful person overall because here I am in grad school. And I'm not working as much because I'm in school Monday through Friday. And anything that I need, my mom's like, you got it? You sure? Like, she's just always in my corner. And I can't thank her enough for that. My father, too. My dad, he's he's another one. But, you know, dads is a little bit different than moms. Like, moms know, know the groundwork. Dads, they don't really, they're just like the providers, kind of. But moms, they know. And she knows when I'm stressed out or overwhelmed. And she's there, 100% she's always there and um I just can't thank her enough you know from the bottom of my heart my entire support system like I like I couldn't have done it without them and that's what I tell people people are like well how did you do it like you just kept going you never missed a beat you just you know just kept going with the baby you were working you finished your bachelor's degree now here you are in a very rigorous you know program and you're still doing it. How? Like, that's how is my support system. And I know not everyone have, you know, the support. But even if it if it isn't your family members, there's other support out there. There's daycares. There's, um, I know, child care, like wraparound, like before and after. Like, it's so much stuff out there. You just have to seek it. 
I didn't have to go that extra extent because I did have my family and my boyfriend's family, you know, so I didn't have to seek seek out those extra um, support systems. But if I did, I would have, you know, that's why they're there and we should u- utilize them. So um, honestly, it has been quite a journey and it isn't easy, but it's so worth it. And just to see myself on the other side of things and to see like to to pat myself on the shoulder is like is a wonderful thing because it has not been easy it's been everything but easy but again I never had any self-doubt I knew I could do it and I did it and I'm here and I'm still doing it But again, school is my niche. I knew that in order for me to be successful, I knew that going to school was something that I would have to do. So if there is one thing that I can say to everyone, to every young woman out there that has a child, you know, um, do not get down on yourself. Do not doubt yourself because God has a plan for each and every one of us and love up on your babies and take care of yourself because self-care is important and try, you know, try your best because the only thing that beats a failure is a try. So, and take things day by day because there shouldn't be a time limit on anything like you know just because when you like I said previously when you put time limit on things then and then you get away from that time limit and then you're just like dag like I sh- I'm here I am 30 years old still living at ho- at home with my mom or whatever like don't do that to yourself take care of yourself cuz that's important um so yeah that's my you know that's my story on how you can just keep going without missing a beat um, just by being positive. Po- positivity will take you a long way. It will also give you a peace of mind. And then when God see that you're trying and, um, you know, and I'm, I'm big on whatever you put out into this universe, whatever you put out into this world, that good karma, that good karma always come back to you tenfold. And it's, it's times when you don't expect and you, and then you just look up and you're just like, thank you. Like I needed that, you know? So, yeah. Okay. So I got two questions. Um, you say you took the fall semester off after having your son. So question number one, what made you, um, after that fall semester what made you go back during the spring because you know a lot of people once they take a semester off it's a wrap they don't wind up going back so i think i have three reasons why i just continue to go back even after taking that fall semester off my first reason is because i knew that i wanted to complete my bachelor's degree within the four years time frame because when i switched from nursing to therapy I knew I had to go to grad school. So I wanted to complete my four year degree so that I can get into grad school because this program is very, very competitive. I think my director said about over 400 applicants and then 60 people get interviewed and there's only 30 seats. So it's very, very competitive. So I knew I had to get into this very competitive program and it's only on a yearly basis so you can only apply one time a year 
So if you don't get in that one year, then the following year you have to wait to apply to try to get in again and then again. And there's not many occupational therapy schools within New Jersey, but there are some in Philly. So that was another thing. I'm like, well, I can't live in Philly. I can't live on campus because I have my son. So I just kind of work twice as hard so that I can stay within the South Jersey area to get my degree and to commute back and forth. So I had a plan and it wasn't my plan A, but it also, but it was my plan B because I had a son. So I had to alter my plan a little bit, but that's fine. My second reason is because I knew that if I took longer than a semester off, if I took a year off, it probably would have took me a while to get back in the swing of things to want to go back to school. And then I would have gotten comfortable and who knows how long it would have took for me to actually sign back up for school and go to school. So that's another reason why I just kept going, especially because I had that support system. I took advantage of it. So I'm like, okay, once I realized I had as much support as I did in regards to my child, I took advantage and I just continued and went off to school and completed my degree within that four year period. And then the third reason is if I um, didn't have went back to school, then I would have been settling. And I didn't want to settle because I knew I was better than that. I didn't want to just settle for a job that I wouldn't be happy with, knowing that my plan A was to become an occupational therapist. So I didn't want to um, take a few years off or a year or so off go back to school and end up switching my degree or my major. I didn't want to do that. So I figured once I was already in the swing of things and I was able to, like I said, the first year my mom nannied my son. So I had that support. I had the babysitter. I had everything in planned, um, set in stone for me. So I just went with it and I'm blessed and I'm grateful. And I thank God every day because he helped me through this process. When I was unsure of things, I just made sure I prayed and I try to take the good with the bad. And I also try to think positive because like I stated before, I believe when you when you have a positive mindset, you live a positive life and then good things start start happening for you. And and good karma also when you're good to people and good to others, you know, that comes back tenfold to you. So I knew that if I just kept going and stuck with my plan, that it will all just end up working out in the end. So, yeah. So that's the reason why I kept going, because I just didn't want to settle or be complacent and you know so I just was like I'm just going to take the one semester off he'll be three months and I'm just going to go back to school and that's exactly what I did um talk about the process of uh those first couple days or weeks of actually going back to school um how was that where that was it difficult to um you know leaving your your child that you done been with for a few months consistently every day now uh, was that difficult and um was it just difficult to get back into like the swing of things okay yeah so the process when i went back to school was a little rough for me so i was a craze I would write everything down for my mom or for his dad. Like, this is the time he needs to eat. This is the time he needs to be changed. At this time, you can take him a bath. Because I had spent the last four months with him, just me and him, every single day. And I just wanted him to be in good hands. I knew he was in good hands. 
But that mommy instinct just kicked in because it's like, well, nobody could take care of my baby better than I can take care of my baby kind of thing. Like my mom didn't raise three of us and we all turned out perfectly fine. But that was just me in my mommy mode. I would literally be in class and I would text my mom like, what's he doing? Like every five minutes, send me pictures like every five minutes. And she's like, he's sleeping like, you know, newborns. That's all they do is sleep. So I was just like a little crazed because like being away from him was new to me and I was having like some separation anxiety and I would be like in class and I like my subconscious, I could kind of hear my baby crying. It was just the craziest thing for me and I got through it. It was hard. So like I would keep something in my book bag or like something on me like of that would remind me of him just so that I would be okay um and it didn't last very long it's just those first few weeks or months maybe I think it took a few months for me to actually get used to not being around him as much and then I was okay once I like realized okay, okay he's in good hands he's with his he's with his grandma which is my mom or he's with his dad don't worry so that's really what helped me get through going back to school. He was fine. Like he, like as a newborn, like I said before, he, newborns just sleep. So all he did was just sleep. He didn't even know mommy was away. So yeah, that process was tough in the beginning. Then once he started to get older, I did miss a few like, moments like when he first started crawling or or like just little things I started to miss but my mom was able to see him so she would record them take pictures or she would allow me to see those moments first for myself before she would be like oh yeah I forgot to tell you or whatever so yeah just kind of um missing those like little special moments when babies are developing and growing I did end up like missing but it wasn't much that I missed but there was just certain little things that I'm like dad like I just wish I would have spent more time when he was younger because it goes by so fast okay so um now let's talk about um like presently what's going on uh what are your current goals um that you're trying to achieve and everything and is pretty much everything going according to plan with um what you're trying to accomplish right now where am i currently so like i've stated throughout this entire podcast i am currently in graduate school at stockton university studying occupational therapy this is my last year i am done in may i have like a clinical rotation and then i can start studying and sit for my boards so by next January, which is 2021, I should be practicing in the field. I'm not quite sure where I want to work at yet because like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, we work with people across the lifespan. So from birth all the way up until death pretty much. So I'm not quite sure where I want to work at yet. That's still in the works. I guess wherever lands me my first job, and I'll figure out my niche from there. I am a mom of my five-year-old son who means the world to me. And I am working um, at a inpatient rehab setting. So those three things basically take up the majority of my time. I don't really have much free time. But 
When I do, I like to hang out with my friends or go to the gym. Just find those little moments for me is very important because I don't really have much free time and I really don't do much besides those three things because all three of them are pretty much full-time jobs. So, yeah, that's really all that I have going on for right now. I'm looking forward to being done in May and having a little break and finally being able to be in my career I've been waiting for this moment for six and a half years. And the fact that it's almost here, like, it kind of gets me a little bit emotional because it's like finally that light at the end of the tunnel. And when you're going through it and the midst of the darkness and the midst of obstacles and, um, you know, different things in life in general because it's life it's not perfect so to finally be on that other side it 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 feels so good and it's very refreshing school is very overwhelming and it's stressful and i'm so happy that it's coming to an end this journey has been wonderful and i can't thank god enough for allowing me to go through this journey and to help shape me into the person that I am today, the woman that I am, I aspire to be in the future. So I'm blessed. I'm very, I'm, I'm grateful and I'm humbled to say the least. Like I said, I'm just ready to live my best life. Most importantly, can't wait to see, you know, what else is in store for me, um, in the future. Yeah. I can honestly say I'm excited. Um, as a friend, I'm super happy and excited for you. Um, I'm excited to see what, where life's going to take you post-graduation. So, um, it's going to be dope to kind of just sit back and watch. Um, I'll be on the sidelines cheering for you as a friend. Um, but yeah, and you sound like you're handling it well. Um, trust me, I know being a parent and trying to do other things and accomplish things in your own life is definitely time consuming. Um, <laughs> being a parent is definitely a full-time job. So, um, but you sound like you're handling it well. You sound like you're handling it well. You sound good. You sound like you're happy. You're in a good place. So, um, that's always good to hear. Um, especially, uh, from people you know and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. So, but, uh, before we get out of here, um, do you have any last words you want to say? Anything, any words of wisdom, any, uh, anything inspirational, um, to someone that might be listening? I just want to say believe in yourself and stay true to your goals and your plan and stick to it and keep it going because um, people will doubt you. People will say things about you. People will try to paint you out to be the worst person possible. But as long as you stay true to you and you make it happen, that's all that matters. And I want to say thank you, Jordan, for allowing me to share my story Like I said, I just want to inspire that one person or that one girl that feels discouraged or don't feel like she could keep going because everything is possible as long as you put your mind to it. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I enjoyed um, sharing my story and talking with you today. Now, trust me, the pleasure is all mine. Um, I appreciate you a lot for taking the time. I know you're busy. Um, with everything you got going on and plus school starting. So, um, I appreciate you taking the time out and, um, I enjoyed this interview a lot. Uh, learned a lot. Got some good nuggets out of it. Um, and I just want to say good luck, um, 
from me and pretty much all the listeners. Just want to say good luck to you uh, this semester. Um, we'll see you. Well, we'll be talking to you. Well, I might have video by that time, but more more than likely, we'll be talking to you um, after the semester ends and stuff like that. Just to like kind of check on you, see see how life's going afterwards. Um, so good luck to you on that, and we'll talk to you soon. To all my listeners, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.